Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status, actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. Okay, greetings everybody. We should be going live. I'm just checking that we are online. Um, and for those of you who are listening to this recording on the podcast, hello, um, I'm Adina from Immigrant Finance. If you are new to joining our community, welcome. Um, our goal here in Immigrant Finance is really to be empowering more immigrants and their families to be financially strong and building generational wealth. We have a very special guest today who I cannot wait to talk to further. Marietta Oslanek. Welcome, Marietta. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy to be here. Um, Marietta is the only other person I've found out there in the world so far who is an immigration lawyer and doing an entrepreneur, helping people learn how to start businesses and doing it with a very like soulful, purpose-driven approach, just like we're doing in, in immigrant finance. So we're going to have a great talk today. We have so much to learn from her. Um, and Marietta is an immigration attorney and business coach, as I said. Is there anything you want to add a little bit about your background before we jump in with your story? Sure. I'm also an immigrant myself. Um, moved to U.S. 14 years ago, I believe, uh, with $700 and um, broken English. And also I am author of the book Love is the Law, which has 21 laws, how you can activate your genius. It's pretty much all about mindset, what kind of mindset you need to have to be happy and so. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's it for now. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Um, and if anyone is hearing us live, please go ahead and comment and say hello and introduce yourself. Um, I see Gabby's here. Welcome, Gabby. Thanks for being here. We, I want this to be dynamic. Um, and so if you have questions you want to add in for Marietta as she's talking or for me, go ahead um, or comment. I'll, I'll try to read them out while she's um, sharing her story. So let's jump in and hear a little bit. What was it like for you first immigrating to the U.S.? Well, honestly, back then I had this giant dream, you know, my dream was to become immigration lawyer in US because um, 
originally I was born and raised in Slovakia and Slovakia is post-communist country. So I kind of witnessed the transition from communism into, into the democracy. And also my father was entrepreneur. So I kind of witnessed how to start business and how he was not actually able to necessarily create the success and wealth he wanted to because of the legal system of Slovakia wasn't working. And so I decided to move to U.S. to live my American dream and to make it here so I can um, sort of, uh, I felt like the, the energy in Slovakia, whatever you do, it was lost. Like I felt like it was like a black hole kind of thing. <laughs> so I had this this inner desire and inner knowing that I have to make it happen no matter what. And so, yeah, it was tough. Like it was hard because when I arrived first time, I arrived to Chicago with $700, you know, I had temporary visa. I think back then it was J1 visa, work and travel program. So I had to realize, I mean, quickly I had to find a way how I can establish uh, my legal status, change that status. And then I wanted to become a lawyer. So, you know, you know the road, <laughs> you know, back to law school and all, all, the, all the typical you know, struggles of young attorney. And after I graduated uh, from Northwestern in Chicago, moved to New York City, um, I was studying for the bar exam. And at the same time, my status OPT was about to expire. So I was looking for a legal position and no law firm would actually hire me because this was back in 2010. The market was full of unemployed lawyers and, you know, nobody would actually hire me and pay me the high salary that I needed for H-1B visa category. So I was uh, sort of forced to leave the country right after I got my license, became licensed attorney, couldn't really practice law, which is another crazy thing, paradox, right? Like on one hand, you become a licensed attorney. On the other hand, you have to leave the country. So I left because my status was expiring. And I decided to start my own company, Immigration Biz. Actually, back then it was called differently because I started with my back then business partner. And uh, I was practicing pretty much online, you know, back then it was 2010. So the online world, like, the you know, study of virtual practice wasn't really common back then. And um, in the end, then I kind of came back under each investor visa status. So I invested and I got my own start uh, into a visa investor status. And that, that's the exact blueprint I started to use and apply to my clients. So after a couple of years, I became expert in E2 visa. And then I was teaching people how to start companies and then how to obviously get investor visa status. And eventually I had to learn um, on the way how, how to grow my own company, how to scale, and so that was another journey, obviously, as an entrepreneur, you know, you are figuring things out and my, my, my business partnership collapsed. So I had to start in 2015 from scratch again, different brands. So I started Immigration Biz. That's when I started my YouTube channel, Immigration Biz, started to serve people by educational videos and so on. And, um, and here we are today. On the way, obviously, I had to figure out how can I uh, how can I, like I said, how can I grow and scale my business? And then how can I eventually apply for a green card? So there was another challenge, right? Because you do have limited options for entrepreneurs, how they can obtain green card in, in this country. So I did the EB2 national interest waiver, which was, um, I mean, we can dive deeper if, if some, someone has questions for that. But basically, in my opinion, that's like the best option for entrepreneurs however not every entrepreneur is eligible you do need to show that either you are exceptional or whatever you do your business has substantial merit and national importance so 
So it's not the typical employment-based green card where you apply through labor certification. Here, the labor certification is actually um, skipped and, and you right away get approved from USCIS, but you have to show those requirements are pretty strict. So here we are today. <laughs> wow, what a story. And there is so much I know that you weren't able to cover in that summary. So <laughs> some follow-up questions for you. So um, that initial stage of you know working so hard, going to law school in the US, surviving through that, um, being a new immigrant to the country, passing the bar, getting licensed, and then having to leave. How did that affect your relationship with money and your mindset about money? That's a good question. So, so definitely, um, you know, the, the back that I was struggling financially, because obviously, law school is expensive, Northwestern was extremely expensive, I had to take a loan, and I will, I didn't have a work permit right after I mean, I, I did have OPT uh, for one year, but I couldn't find any employment. So I was literally very tight, or like my budget was $60 per week. So, because I couldn't find a job, right? Like it was just very hard financially for me to even survive. Um, and uh, so, the, so to define my relationship with money, even though I would, I mean, I understand the mindset behind it, which is very important. But at the same time, the legal system wasn't allowing me to really work legally, right? To start my business and work legally. So at least back then I didn't know that, right? Like I didn't really plan to start my company. I, I started the business because out of the necessity, like to figure out yeah. how I can come back and stay here legally. So relationship with money back then was very limited, I would say. And I had no idea how to build wealth. Like honestly, I was in survival mode back then. So I wasn't really thinking how, how can I build wealth? How can I grow my company? Because I didn't have any company. And then out of the need, like I said, I was trying to figure out the best way how I can stay or come back to U.S. legally. And that was the mm -hmm. E2 Investor Visa status. So I started service-based business, right? My law firm, which was great because you don't really need any capital to start with. And uh, especially these days, you know, people can start any kind of coaching, consulting companies right away. They can start making money. And it's really up to you what kind of mindset you have, whether you are willing to do whatever it takes. And that was something mm -hmm. that I... I had within me because I didn't have a choice. Like I, like yeah. I mentioned, like I was not willing to give up on my American dream, even though I left US and I knew I had to come back. So I think it was within a couple of months I was back. And wow. yeah, yeah. That's fast. So did you start the business from your home country? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so, then so, so I actually started the company in US, but then I left. Like I'm yeah. talking incorporation, right? So Got I incorporated it. in in US and then I left because my visa was actually, it was actually more complicated even. I had this lawyer who was willing to sponsor me on H1B. So we filed a petition and then USCIS requested additional evidence. And I'm away, like I was in Slovakia for Christmas and this guy like vanished. Like I couldn't call him. He was not oh responsive. It was crazy. So I was like, oh my God, like now I'm stuck in Slovakia. I cannot go back. Right. Yeah. And so I think I stayed for six months in Slovakia and, and, and I started to really practice online. You know, I, I started to build my business online. I, in fact, I, I, I was super broke, so I couldn't really even pay someone who can do my website. So I was learning how to do my own website and uh, how to yeah. write blogs and, and what is the Google SEO. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Let me tell you, it was so interesting because out of that struggle, um, I created website in Slovakia and Czech Republic and in different countries in Europe. 
And I pretty had pretty much didn't have any competition back then because no <laughs> were like doing blogging on visa, you know, and immigration yeah, stuff. Yeah. So very quickly I would gain like within a year I gained like a couple of clients and that's how I started my business. Okay. It's like a blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise, yeah. <laughs> Turning lemons into lemonade, you know what I mean? And that is so often the case for so many of the clients we work with who don't have immigration status or are losing status or have, you know, in between statuses where it's like, you don't have a choice. And fortunately, yeah, right. the immigration laws do not say anything about whether you can have a business or not. There's nothing prohibiting that. So if even if you don't have a work permit and you can't work for an employer, you can always start your own business. And in some ways, thank God that happened to you because now you have this thriving, successful business and you're fulfilling your life purpose and all that's grown so much. So tell us a little bit about once you got it started, um, how was that experience starting a business and doing it online? Yeah. So like I mentioned back then, I had a business partner who... So we started this company in US, but we had different offices and in different jurisdictions. So we did have three different offices in Slovakia, Czech Republic, actually in UK and then one in New York. So this was um, within like, I think we managed within a couple of years, I think within three years to have four offices. And it was like more, um, it was for him, he wanted like more standard law firm with actual offices and stuff. For me, the vision was to create more virtual law firm so we can actually freely travel and do whatever we want, which was like the next level vision, right? Which back then wasn't normal. It wasn't norm. I think it became norm during COVID, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. like, right? Like, so for me, like I was always doing this. Everything I was doing was online. But like for people, you can still have these people asking you, hey, where is your office? I'm like, yeah, I can tell you where is my office, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to meet you in my office anyway. Because I was like <laughs> really like running the company in a very non-traditional way. So like I said, I saw the opportunity there was gap in the market. Um, very quickly, yeah. I was able to attract clients from Europe who needed these services. And I was like the number one leading attorney in, in Slovakia who was offering this service. So I was published in Forbes in like within two years of actually wow. practicing law, you know. So yeah. that was quite interesting um, because... I did something that wasn't really traditional. And then after it was so funny to observe because then these different people came and they started to sort of, you know, copy you and they, they wanted to like, obviously compete and so on. So I decided that, and it was around the time when, when uh, unfortunately the business partnership didn't work. So, so he kept the business and I, and I, you know, detached myself and I started my new brand, which was, uh, immigration base what I do now and yeah. this was 2015 and I I back then I was exploring more opportunities in Asia and so on so I was mm -hmm. traveling a lot and I decided to start my YouTube channel because again like I saw the opportunity like there are not that many lawyers had back then YouTube channels so yeah. I so I started with YouTube channel I started with in Instagram and um, that was again like perfect because I was very quickly I was able to dominate the the main keywords so, which was again the entrepreneur visa, the E2 visa. And then as I was growing and learning how I can scale my business, um, that was also wonderful opportunity. So I can learn how I can eventually advise other people to do the same, which is by the way, combination of things. It wasn't just the marketing and sales and online presence, but it was also, I would say 80% of it is your mindset. Oh yeah. Which we're going to jump much more. Exactly. Into. <laughs> exactly. 
But um, I just want to pull out one lesson from what you just said for people, you know, who are not lawyers, like what you did in terms of finding a hole in the market and finding an unmet need and filling it is one of the best ways to start a business. Um, it's funny, we have so much in common we were talking about before, but I like also was in Forbes within my first two years of practicing oh <laughs> for doing something similar in the legal field. Like I just focused on something that was important that no one was focusing on that was an unmet need. And you can use that same strategy in any field. And so like we work with a lot of people who, you know, they are a leader in their community, like maybe they're the first in their community to be undocumented and go to grad school. Um, or to like do some type of profession. And there's all these people who are like, how do I do that? And no one is teaching it. And so if you're in a situation like that, that's a great way where you can dominate the market, like you said, and like create yeah, the yeah. first course or something yeah. of how to do it. And that's really how you can get started with, with creating an online business as an immigrant. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes people ask these questions like, like give me shortcut or blueprint to do this and that. And, I, and I'm like, I don't know, like you, you have your own journey. And to be honest, yeah. Think about the solution that you can provide and help other people solve the problem. And that's how you're yeah. going to very quickly monetize your passion, especially if you love that, you know, if you love finding solutions or creating solutions that is going to help other people, that, that's it. That's the answer to, to that question. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, and that's exactly what we teach too. Like we have so much alignment. It's, um, I, I think you refer to it as like heart centered, purpose driven. Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of referring to it as like a mission driven business. It's all the same thing. It's like it's if you're solving problems and helping people, you're going to change lives. You're going to make transformations. You're going to make an impact and money follows from that. You don't have to worry about money when you're doing that, right? 100%. Unless, unless you have some money blocks, which is, which is yeah. again, it might be an issue because then you are like, basically rejecting and you're rejecting the money energy and, yeah. and therefore you're not going to create wealth because you're obviously sabotaging that abundance but um, but like to focus on the end goal like I want to make money it's not really a way to make money like you have yeah. to enjoy the process and serve other people and people feel it like they know that you are here to serve and then they want to work with you because that uh, because right. who you are because of your energy this is like gold what you just said all of that like i i hope people listening like write that down because like that is really one of the secrets to building wealth what you what you just described marietta of doing it from a place of service so um maybe can we talk a little bit about what money box come up before getting into more of this topic of a heart-centered business of course of course so you know what i what i've been witnessing and observing is that people coming from different cultures they are immigrating to the united states they are starting businesses and since i only work with entrepreneurs most of them they do have obviously better mindset around money than average people because they are entrepreneurs right but still because they are coming from different cultures they are influenced in a different way and each country has different 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 influence so so i see that often that people they they don't understand that i mean sometimes I mean, the most important piece of advice I can give you is believe in yourself, no matter what, like you will figure it out on the way. And when mm -hmm. it comes to money, like you have to cultivate and create that relationship with money if you want to build wealth. Like that is something that uh, it's probably the next stage. Like once you arrive here and you settle in, like it's the survival mode, right? And once you're here, then you can start thinking about how can I build wealth? But sometimes you can even start before. 
Uh, but it's mm -hmm. essential to understand that that everything starts with your mindset. What do you believe about money? Like if you believe that being wealthy is evil or <clears throat> because your family is poor and you know, who are you to be wealthy? Who are you to become wealthy? Who are you to 10x your income? Who are you to make 10 times more in the United States than your friends and family back home? You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. come from the place of guilt, guess what? Like you will sabotage your success, like because you don't want to hurt your people and also you don't want to hurt yourself. Right. So that's, I feel like that's essentially, it's so important to, to clear all these money blockages because it is subconscious. It's not something yeah. that you consciously are aware of. So you need to understand that, okay, if I feel any kind of jealousy, hatred, guilt around money or someone who has money or is wealthy or living his or her American dream, it's a sign for me to work on that, like take responsibility for that feeling and start doing something about it instead of mm -hmm. feeling the jealousy or low vibe emotions, right? Because yeah. it starts from that awareness, like become aware and then do something about it. Hire a coach or work with someone who can over help you overcome these blockages. And then it's so important because I experienced it myself. You know, I had, I was trying to do everything in my company to grow and I wasn't able to. It wasn't that I didn't have marketing or sales, you know, everything, like I mastered all this, but then it was my mindset within me subconsciously. I had this guilt that what if I am actually successful? Like, how am I go like, what if my family back home is going to reject me? Or what if, you know, mm -hmm. people are not going to love me because now I am quantum leaping, for example, which yeah. is oftentimes the case. Like we want to be accepted by society, people who, you know, family, friends, the loved ones and especially if you are that that person within your family the pioneer in your family who is doing the you know the the who is actually shoving the rest of your family like what's possible you the pioneer walking the path then uh you know it might be challenging for you yeah yes that is something so many people in our community are going through a, a really big one that comes up is fear of charging oh Thank you for saying. Oh my God. We're I can talk, talk on that one. Oh my God. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> it's a big one. This is and I've gone one. through it myself. I still go through it yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's so it's I totally understand because I've been there myself, like fear of charging. Like, especially when you're a brand new entrepreneur, you're just starting out, or maybe you're in business for a year or so. Still, you have guilt to charge premium because you think you're not good enough. Well, here the way I explain it to my clients instead of um, hourly base pricing, let's charge based on value. Yeah. So how are you different? What kind of value can you bring? And how can you help your clients? It's that is so different than your competition. And that once you define it, and once you define the value, and once you become aware of the value, then it's going to be easy for you to charge whatever it is. Yeah. Because it's not about the price. It's about the value. If you can solve complex problems or the value that you provide is bigger than your competition there is no brainer for you to charge premium and yeah. also people are afraid to have uh less clients they, they all looking for you know here's what they do they they take a look at the competition this is how, how much my competition is charging okay that's how i'm how much i'm gonna charge and you are you are basically swimming in saturated market because you are yeah. competing with existing people, they're exactly same as you and they're positioning themselves as you are. So why not 
actually define who you are because you are unique. You have a unique set of skills, experiences, and the value that you're going to create is going to be very different. But you just have to really brainstorm like what kind of value, what can I do? How can I serve my ideal clients? Who is going to be my ideal client? Who I want to work with, by the way, connect through your heart. Be actually picky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Be brave to actually choose your ideal clients because then you can exclusively provide services that are the best. It's not, gonna, yeah. it's not only going to fulfill you, but it's going to solve the problem and you're going to do a good job because you focus on less people. That's kind of the strategy I usually propose to my clients Same when here. they are just starting out. Because then it's not, it's not worthy of selling... I don't know, like selling to way too many people for mediocre price and then competing in the saturated market. Like I rather position you as someone who is doing something different. And then because of that, you can charge. Like, in other words, you can be Mercedes or you can be, I don't know, what's the other brand? I don't want to insult anybody car. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, it's, it becomes like a race to the bottom, right? And, you, and it, it's much better always to be the best at what you do. And also I tell our clients too, like if you undercharge and undervalue, there's people who you're meant to work with, who you are meant to help, you know, change their lives that are going to miss out on you and working with you and getting the results they need because they may assume if your price is too low, that it's not quality. Right. right. But, it, but it's also connected. Like you cannot, uh, you cannot work with premium clients with wealthy clients. If you are not behaving like that, people like right. that, they want different quality and attention. So it's up to you to choose who do you want to work with? And once you define who do you want to work with, stick with that. Trust that you are good enough that you can actually not only attract the right clients, but also deliver. So it again mm -hmm. comes down to confidence and who, I mean, do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your services? And if, if, if you do believe in yourself, it, it definitely you will find a way. That's such valuable advice. And I think it's a good transition to talking about like, what is a heart centered purpose driven business? Because part of the answer to what you just posed with charging is like, if you are providing that value, if you're really helping people and doing it from the heart and it's coming from a good place, like it's, it's all about that self-worth and it is appropriate to charge your worth. Right. So talk to us a little bit about like, how did you learn, get on this journey from, you know, starting a practice uh, to getting into the space of like soul driven business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think what contributed on the way was my own personal spiritual awakening, where, like I already briefly mentioned, when I uh, lost that company first that I founded with my business partner, um, also it was very personal and I sort of, uh, I found myself in, in you know, in heartbreak and I, I just, it started my personal spiritual awakening journey. And that, as a result, I was starting to, I started to meditate, I started to um really study everything about how can I love myself more and how can I create a life that that is serving me and so I can serve humanity and the more I was really tuning into my heart through that healing process uh, I would just get like intuitive downloads and that's how I wrote my book and then I I didn't even want to publish it because I didn't want to be this, this crazy spiritual attorney <laughs> and so that really but at the same time in other words, like it activated part of me that 
I realized life is too short to do things that are not connected with my heart. And in other words, things that I'm not passionate about. It's not that I wasn't doing things that I love. Like I was always passionate about things. I mean, my journey itself as an immigrant. But I realized that if I actually focus on serving people that I can connect on hard level, heart to heart communication, human to human communication, um, suddenly different clients came to my life, you know, and suddenly the, 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 the work, uh, it got different meaning. You know, I understood that whatever I do in this lifetime, I want to make sure that I am making a difference. So if I want to work with entrepreneurs, I want to work with entrepreneurs who are connected with their heart and they understand their why they understand their purpose that is deeper not just making money because as you already mentioned like money will follow when you actually tune into your heart why because when you tune into your heart you not only you have unlimited source of energy in other words your passion yeah. will will guide like will will take you where you need to go even if you encounter challenges as we all do all the time but once you understand that why and that passion will carry you and you will be able to make difference. And it's not just that. It's like it's like you are enjoying your work. So your work doesn't feel anymore like work. And it just all makes sense. Like imagine if more entrepreneurs are doing work that is connected with their heart. Like it's, it's deep, meaningful purpose there. We can actually uplift humanity together. So for um, me, like I, I just shifted my value system and I started to work with purpose-driven humans, you know, and whether, I mean, sometimes I coach people, it's always connected with their heart, with defining their purpose, why, why, why they do what they would do. And if they don't know, I want to make sure they understand it. Like first they need to get clarity on that. Because yeah. if someone comes to me and they are like, hey, what kind of business should I start in US? Because I want to A, get visa and B, make money. I'm like, wrong question. I don't want <laughs> to work with you. I, let me ask you, why do you want to start this business and why do you think I can help you? Mm -hmm. And if they can answer this, you know, then I know we are on the same path, you know, and I can help. We are on the same page and I can co-create with them something that is meaningful. Um, so it's all connected. It's like a ripple effect, you know, you, you start here, but then it's impacting other side of the world. I love that. that. That's so inspiring. You're so brilliant. Um, and it's it's obviously so much from your life experience as well, how, how you've gotten here. And like you said, you were always doing work you were passionate about. Um, so it seems like there there was much more of a shift of, shift of going into this in like a deeper level when you had yeah, your spiritual level. awakening. Yeah. Um, what would you tell people who are just starting out, you know, they're the first person in their family to even think about starting their own business. They've been struggling financially their whole lives and they want a better life. And they know it could be better. How would you advise them to start figuring out what that business should be? Well, I would definitely tell them, surround yourself with people who can lift you up. Someone like you, <laughs> someone like us, you know, because we, we've been yeah. through the process, like we can yeah. help. Uh, I think it's so important to um, to be aware of who you listen to, because when you want to create something that nobody from your family or friends done before, like you need inspiration. And it's so important to focus like your focus needs to be like not only on you, what you want to achieve, also like surround yourself with people who can push you and motivate you because it's so essential, like 
it mm -hmm. can be done faster. I know that. I mean, it took me years because I didn't really have person I can rely on, like in the process. There are sometimes people who will, you know, they are on their own, but then they create something and, and they can give it to others and it can help them, right? So um, definitely, I think people, the right people, it is so important when you when you want to change your life. Also, I believe that doesn't matter where you are right now, what's important, where you're going and what do you believe? So cultivate that mindset every single day, because mm -hmm. if you do that, you you will achieve anything. It's I mean, anything is possible. Like, like I mean, I can speak from my experience. I'm a girl from Slovakia, from small town, 5,000 people. You know, I didn't speak English. I, I had no idea how I can stay and live in U.S. legally. And, you know, it's it was possible. So why not someone who is listening? It, it can be possible for you. It's not like I'm special, you know. But what, what it is, I mean, what's different within me is that I always, like, I was just so stubborn. I, I would never give up on my mm -hmm. dream. So, so, yeah, so be stubborn to believe in your heart. If you have a desire to start this, that business, whatever that is, trust that heart, heart's desire. It's there for a reason. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be calling you if, if, if it's just random thought. Like, if it keeps calling you, it's your job to trust that calling and go Absolutely. for it. Be brave and just take the next step, you know, just the next step. That's it. And it will guide you. And then you take another one and another one, another one. And you, you will end up going where you want to go. But and even if there are challenges on the way, embrace failures. Because when mm -hmm. I look back, like that failure of not being able to be find that sponsor or actually I found a sponsor, but he vanished was the biggest blessing, you know, or. Yeah. Or the fact that I lost the law firm, the company first I found it was another blessing because I had to rely on myself. I had to figure it out as a woman entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. So everything looking back, like all those challenges and failures, there are no failures. They, they actually help me stepping stone. They prepare me for the next level. And, and I believe pain is the greatest teacher. That's another thing. Like don't expect it to be easier. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. accept pain is okay. Once you accept that it's okay to feel pain, it's okay to experience failure. You're just going to learn from it. Be willing to learn from it. And yeah, and get my book. Love is the love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us where can people get your book and, and work with you and learn more about you? <laughs> they, can <get> it. <laughs> they can go to loveisthelaw.com. And, um, and yeah, just go. You can go to my website, marietaoslanek.com. Or if you are immigrant, it's immigrationbiz.com. Amazing. Is there anything you want to add? On and my final question for you is like, what is the number one thing you wish you had learned in the beginning of this journey? Oh wow, that's a good one. Um, gosh, I don't know. I think <laughs> that the number one I wish I had learned. I guess you know it would be faster if. If I knew that there is there, if I if I knew someone who can help me, you know, like that that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have wonderful business, you 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 have wonderful purpose-driven company that is helping people to create generational wealth. Like this is like it's precious, you know what I mean? You're giving people mm -hmm. blueprint to show them how they can create wealth, how they can empower themselves, and so on. So, guys, like work with people like Adina, you know, like this is so important because. 
you are not on your own. And I felt actually I was on my own, you know? So that is maybe something I would change. And then, you know, down the road, like I, I also, another thing is like, I didn't have any money. So it was very hard for me to transition from being in large debt into thriving business. Right. Um, And here's the thing. If you keep postponing or procrastinating the next, taking the next step, just because you don't have any money, you are constantly in the same cycle. And that is so important. In order for you to break the cycle, either borrow the money or do something so you can work with people who will show you the way because they will get you out of that cycle. This is also another very important piece of advice because people usually, I mean, in other words, I'm going to say something that Einstein said, like I don't know exact quote how it is, but if you want to solve the problem on the level where the problem was created, you can. You have to go to a different level. Mm. So for you to get out of the poverty, you have to work with people who are not poor, right? Because it's different level. Yeah. So the same principle applies. Whatever the issue or challenges you are facing are, it's okay, but you got to go to different level. So don't stop and don't limit yourself just because you don't have the means. Like figure it out, borrow the money or something, do something, but just like do something different. If you want to create a different result, do something different. Well, thank you for this kind words and the really good advice. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's something that we had to really learn. Um, My husband, Mal and I, in our journey, we were financially struggling when he immigrated here because I didn't know that. I didn't know the importance of investing in yourself and, I had to realize that, first of all, wealthy people do that all the time because they understand that the only thing that moves faster than time is money, right? That's the only way you can short circuit and compress time is to get the help you need, even if it costs something. And money's usually the way you do it. Um, I just want to add, like, I do, do you know about the law of polarity? Yeah, and it's in my book. You oh, really? I need it's, to read your book. I'm going to order it right after I'm this. So, it's called Law of Duality. I'll show you. It's okay. chapter six, guys. I, like, yeah, Law of Duality. Okay. It is so important. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit more? I know we're about to wrap up, but I just think yeah. it's so important for what you're saying to understand. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if it's the same law that you are yeah. referring to, but it is based on duality. Like, in order for us to experience light, we have to go through darkness and vice versa. Like, you can't separate yeah. wealth from poverty and vice versa. So it's it's almost like use that energy where you're at right now, the struggle to catapult you where you want to go. Um I'm not yeah. sure if that is what you wanted to share. But. The way I've been thinking about and learning about it is like there, like everything um, that the solution already exists. Like you're saying, like the the dark and the light, like this, the problem, the solution already exists. But you always have to exchange something. You always have to give up something mm-hmm. to get there. Like it's usually money, time, or discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, and so a lot of people I talk to, they just kind of like they have this vision. Oh, I want to have generational wealth, but they're not willing to give up something to get there. And you oh. often have to do something to go outside your comfort zone, or to invest to get support you need, or use resources you have. Like maybe even sometimes debt can be a resource as a tool. Yeah. That's the only way to get out of your situation, right? So um, true. Just like Absolutely. for you, I mean, lo- the law school debt. Like that's that you had to do that to get where you are now. Right. 
Oh yeah, like you have to take the risk. Like there is no way you're gonna get on the other side with just feeling comfortable. Like exactly. that's what that's how like you have to you have to accept that okay, I'm not gonna feel comfortable and I'm not gonna feel good for some time, but it's okay because you are actually investing into your future. And yeah. like I can tell you, like right now my life is amazing. But for years, I was like, sort of struggling, like I embraced the struggle in a way. And then I you always know, was able to build what I have. But like at the same time, like you said, like if you want to speed up the journey, if you want to speed up the process, work yeah. with people who can show you the way because it's worth it. Like, like, okay, don't work with like, there are people who are claiming things and they never done it. You know what I mean? Wannabes, whatever yeah don't work with people like that like of course work with someone who's done it like like walking talking case study you know yeah. and then you know you can trust that human because yeah yeah no absolutely and i think it's just um that once we realize like oh this is just what wealthy people do all the time like this is one of the secrets of building wealth is just getting the support you need to, sh to shorten time so you can get to your goals faster. We started implementing and that's really when our business started taking off and our wealth started growing more because we understood like, okay, it's a different way of thinking and operating. And it, like, that's when we're like, okay, we're going to hire our first virtual assistants who are going to support our business, even though that costs money and we're scared yeah. to spend money that's going to allow us to expand and help more people and reach more people. Right. So it's, I think it's just so on point for this business discussion and like let, to wrap it up. I mean, I could talk to you for hours and hours, but like, how would you tie that back and connect it to, for people with the whole heart centered theme? Like how does that go back to allowing you to fulfill your purpose really? Yeah. Like I think that everybody has inner genius and that inner genius is connected with your struggle, with your personal story, as well as with your divine gifts and talents you were yeah. born with. And so try to really focus your energy on these things and the rest you can delegate, right? Because then you can really do, you can stay in your genius zone and it, the exponential growth will be faster. For example, if you love producing content or making videos, you know, you can outsource, like you can delegate everything else, for example, uh, yeah. and just really focus on things that you enjoy because then you're in the zone and there is no time. You're just like in the now. So I feel like this is connected with your heart because yeah. because when you tap into your heart, like I mentioned, it's unlimited energy, unlimited, uh, in, in, like it's infinite potential within you that is actually there waiting to be activated and it, it can only be done through tapping in your heart you can't figure it out you can't think about it it's not analytical and that's the difference from burnout because burnout is when you're not coming from your heart it's when you're coming from a source of depleting energy like you know um fear of not having enough money um stress like feeling inadequate feeling unworthy um having to prove yeah. yourself coming from those places is when you burn out when it's from the heart like you said the energy is infinite yep and you and you you trust yourself you trust that what you're doing it's divine you know that you're serving higher purpose you know that what you do for others it's going to impact their lives. And as a result, it's going to impact your life. 
And it's kind of like, it's different way of living. I call it 5D living. It's, it's different mm -hmm. dimension. You, you shift into different mm -hmm. level of consciousness, a consciousness of love. Like it's, it's really, it's, I feel like that. I mean, not that I feel like that's where humanity is going anyway. So yeah, we have, we do our, we are experiencing the shift. Um, and some people are aware, some people are not. And even the, the struggles, what's going on around the world right now, it's forcing us to wake up and you have Absolutely. choice. You have the choice, fear versus love. Like what are you going to choose? But apply it in business too, you know, because it's all connected. Such a big shift happening. You are so brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing this, this, these insights so generously with our community. I feel like you just gave our community a very high value coaching session um, as well as me. So thank you so much. And I, I'm excited to continue partnering. Um, is there yes. anything you want to add for, I know you covered um, where people can check you out, but anything you want to add about where people can engage? Yeah, they can definitely check out my YouTube channels. One is the immigration biz. And then I have a personal one, which is all about the 5D business and 5D entrepreneurship, which is under my name, Marietta Oslanek. Oh. And of course, you find you can find me on my Instagram accounts, also immigration biz or my personal Instagram, LinkedIn as well. Um, just say hello. And I feel like this is the time for humanity. Like this is the last thing I'm going to say. It is important time. We, we are uplifting humanity. So be mindful. Like, what do you with your time? How you are influencing other people around you? What kind of business you're starting and why? Because it's all connected, right? So be mindful and choose to trust your heart and create businesses that are literally connected with your heart. Because I truly believe that we can change humanity when we do that. More people do this, more people tune into their heart more we can really uplift humanity and 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 we can we can live that different different um we can live in that di different dimension together and we can be happy and we can we can see the change that we want to see but it starts from within it's so beautiful and final question for you i promise why <laughs> why do we need immigrants doing that I, th I feel like immigrants are special people because exactly. they are right because they are they are um I guess because they are coming from different places, different cultures. They are uh, those who have the persistent level that is totally, you know, like on different level. And so I yeah. feel like immigrants are the blessed ones, you know, because they are feeling uncomfortable. They are forced to figure it out. You know what I mean? If you are in comfortable place, usually the change starts when you are very uncomfortable. So it is connected with immigration and it's connected with immigrants. Immigrants, I feel like they do have the mindset, whatever it takes. And they are the force behind the change, especially in this country. So you it's guys go, fun. yeah, you guys are go-getters, like go and, and live your dream and, and reach out if you need any help. And don't let whatever the immigration laws say or what people tell you about being an immigrant stop you because it's, it's just all made up anyway. I mean, exactly. oh my God, I love this. this it's made up law, you know, but remember, yeah. it's all within you. And if you want it, you find a way. That's the bottom line, right? Like you find yeah. a way, even within the current immigration systems, and you, you find a way. But it's up to you if you want to find a way. Take it from two immigration lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Marietta. You are oh, absolutely so amazing. Thank you're you so, so much. Take care. Thank you.
Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.